It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk. We are live. It's Friday. Welcome in. Welcome in. Practically to the weekend. Maybe you're already there. Gotten off work. Hello. Stuart and I got a couple more hours to work here on Friday afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, there we go. Hey, welcome in. Good to have you with us. Uh, 101.1 FM, WXJC Radio. Download the free app. Listen on the website. And uh, also listen at PriorityTalkRadio.com. And listen later, PriorityTalkRadio.com. The Priority Talk Radio podcast. You can link directly through from the website or just find it on uh, one of uh, many podcast platforms look for it priority talk radio the daily podcast i uh, hope everybody's had a wonderful day kind of a uh, nice day out there i think there's been some showers uh, here and there across the area nothing too serious but uh kind of a mild day as far as heat goes not too bad uh, out there today and uh, we're um Thrilled to be with you here this afternoon after a uh, wonderful show yesterday. Really uh, active second hour yesterday was we jumped into our Theological Thursday discussion about idols, um, idols in the church. What are the idols that we worship now? Uh, maybe they're not necessarily graven images um, like we may think of in the Old Testament, something like that. But uh, nonetheless, we still worship idols and we uh, took a lot of phone calls about uh, what people felt like were the idols that were most prominent, most prevalent in the church. And uh, very active phone line yesterday during the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, 4 o'clock hour, you guys come on, 205-941-1011. This is a call-in hour. You're welcome to be a part of the program. If you've got something, uh, it, it's kind of a Friday. You know, Fridays were a little looser typically unless there's some kind of hard breaking news or something uh, really compelling. We're usually a little looser around the edges and talk about some different type of things. So if you've got something uh, you want to make us aware of or maybe you've wished I would have talked about and I haven't, call in with it. We'll talk about it. 205-941-1011. Bring something to the show, though, now. You know, i got to have something. Uh, either be on topic or have a topic, one or the other. Uh, that's what we're looking for here. We're limited on time, so we want to make it count. 205-941-1011 is the number. Now, we're going to have some tickets to give away over the next couple of weeks. We're going to do them here and there. I'm open to doing two today. I think this is a uh, a concert that a lot of you would be very interested in going to. Now, before I tell you, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want to see if you know what it is, just to get this thing started. There is a concert in the listening audience, okay? 
coming up on Thursday, September 8th. That is the date, Thursday, September 8th. And um, I want to give these tickets to somebody who actually goes, hey, I know what's happening on that day. I wanted some tickets to that. If you know what that is and you can tell me, you know, what the concert is, it's not the Eagles. Okay, that, that's later. <laughs> not the Eagles concert. But if you know what that show is and you'd like to go, call me. And if you get the right show uh, and tell me what it is, then I'll have two tickets for you. First one to get it right. That's the way we'll do it today. Uh, if you don't call, then we'll give them away later. But I just thought, being the first time I've mentioned it on air, that there may be a real, real strong uh, fan out there or somebody who really wants to go to this show. And uh, and you might just know the date and go, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. September the 8th. I know what's happening on that day. So if so, call in and get yourself two tickets. I think these are highly desirable, highly desirable for our audience. 205 941 1011. Now, if they call, we're going to put them on with me, Stuart, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them and figure I'll it out. Them a little bit. Yeah. If they tell you, don't, Stuart, don't count. You got to talk to me. All right. I want to clarify. Stuart, he'll answer the phone, but don't, don't try to convince him you need the tickets. You need to talk to me. September 8th, it's going to be a good one. I'm planning on going myself. It's that good. I'm going to be there. There goes the phones. All right. Somebody knows. I bet you somebody knows. Hey, we've got a good show. Uh, next hour, we're going to visit with A.J. Rice. and He's written a new book called The Woking Dead. You need to hear this one. It's sort of a uh, political um, uh, government, cultural book. Not a Bible study, but uh, nonetheless excellent uh, book on what's going on in our country right now and uh, AJ is a guy who has done a lot of work over the years behind the scenes uh, in the uh, in the realm of communications and media okay we got the phone lines absolutely jam-packed up here but I don't know who I'm getting to here um, Stuart help me out who's on line one can you help me let's don't even worry about those others right now let's get line one let me go. Who have I got in Pinson? Uh, I'm just going to have to go Yvette. to it. Hey, there you go. Yvette in Pinson. There you go. My screen was slow to update. Yvette. Okay. What What are you thinking this concert? You were the first caller. What do you think in this concert is on September the 8th? The Gaithers. You got it. All right. You wanting Yay. two tickets? Sure. All righty. Two tickets for Yvette in Pinson. So, um, Stuart, take her uh, information. Put her on hold. You bet. Thank we appreciate you. it. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks. I'll be there. Look for me. Okay. All righty. All right. She's on line one, so let's go there. And uh, look, all of you on hold, I've already given away the tickets. So if the only reason you were calling was for the tickets, you can go ahead and hang up. <laughs> the phone lines just went crazy. I, I don't even think you got to try to answer them all. Hey, listen, the phones are... <laughs> the gate, there's a lot of the phone calls. Okay. Look. Okay, if you're still online, I'm assuming you're okay to talk, but I don't have any more tickets for you today. But keep listening, and I'll have some. All right, Mary Jo is there in yeah. Helena. Now, I gave, Mary Jo, you heard me. I gave away the tickets. I'm sorry. What you got on your mind, though? 
Okay, that's all right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah. If all you wanted was the tickets, they're they're gone. How, how about James? What you thinking, man? Sorry. Oh, I was thinking. Uh, I'm a truck driver right here on the highway. Uh huh. And I see a lot of Baptist churches and uh, Church of God. They fly the American flag and the Christian flag, and the Christian flag represents uh, God, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you say if you say the pledge of allegiance is one nation under God, and the Christian flag should be a flying above the American flag. Yeah, so you're saying they fly both or don't fly both? They do fly both. They fly the American flag, then they fly the Christian flag. Oh, I got you. One, but but you, it should, the Christian flag should be above the American flag in the in the Pledge of Allegiance is one nation under God. Yeah, hey, that's true. That's and true. I have, I, have, I have told several churches and that, you know, out in Texas, and they say, yeah, you're right, you're right. The next thing I know, they changed the flags. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't. I, a lot of times, I see them on two different poles, and they'll be right beside each other. I, I, I've got well, some that, places. Well, that's, that, that, that's good, but when they fly, you know, when they fly the American flag over the Christian flag, it should be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with you, James. Hey, where, where all you? Where all do you drive to, James? What, what's 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 that look like? <laughs> well, I um, I run between uh, uh, used to well, used to run between uh, Alabama and Texas. But now I'm just running Alabama and Tennessee and Florida and over in Mississippi. All right. Hey, what's it like out there on the roads right now with gas and all that? It's tough. It's uh, tough, isn't it? The, the fuel is high and uh, the consumer is paying for it. They yeah. are paying for the paying for the fuel. Are Are you an independent and, driver? Oh no, sir. I used to be yeah. a long time ago. It, but uh, it would be very difficult to be an independent driver now, wouldn't it? Oh yes, sir. But uh, what, like I said, they, they they got fuel surcharges. But before the election, I paid a dollar sixty-three cents a gallon for fuel in Mississippi. Yeah. And it's gone up. What I think it's what about four sixty-five a gallon now. But the consumer is paying for this. What's and What's the lowest you're seeing right now, Gay? I paid three twenty-three yesterday. What's the lowest you're seeing out there? Well, I. I really don't pay much attention to gas. Okay. I look at I look at diesel. Diesel, fuel. yeah. And and people people should look at diesel fuel instead of looking at gas because you put gas in your car, and the car only gets you to work, gets you to grocery store, church, but diesel fuel brings you groceries. Yeah, that's what affects and the bring, prices. Yeah. That, that that's what making that's what's putting groceries and uh, clothes, all the everything in your house is going up because of diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Well, James, we appreciate yeah. you. Right, I appreciate the, the the point you made, and um, and we appreciate your uh, your service out there. Uh, driving driving those trucks and getting the stuff where it needs to go is 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 a great service to all of us. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And I think you're right about the uh, the flags. I agree with you. Absolutely. All right. Um, before we get to first break, uh, again, just open for calls today. We found out a lot of you out there can dial the phone and <laughs> and call in. When I got something to give away, hey, call call sometimes on the topic and talk to me. Uh, James, a different James, is with us here. Hey, James, how are you? Yes, sir. Hey, I was wondering, I want your opinion on people going to concerts like the Eagles. I was born back in the day, and I loved them. 
And I was just going to say what your point of view of that would be. Um... I think that it is sort of a um, – um, there would be boundaries, of course, I think. But I think that's sort of a personal conviction I think people have to come with. I, I don't think there's a clear word in the Bible that you can go to this concert or not to that kind of concert. Um, uh, you know, so I think it's sort of – I think you have to judge uh, what that will be like, what will the atmosphere be like, and is that somewhere that I can um, – you know, uh, not not fall into some kind of temptation or. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I believe I can take my faith with me. Yeah. I might be around by the bad nonsense that goes on at them concerts, just there to enjoy the music because that's the music we all broke up with. Yeah, I um, I I think there's obviously there's some groups out there that are that are vile, and, you know, and and they uh they're happy to be vile. I think there's some out there that, uh, you know, I'll say I saw I saw Alabama, you know, the country group. I saw them a couple of years ago, and uh, man, they they wouldn't one, uh, not one curse word, nothing like that. The whole concert that was, you know, that's a secular concert. Um, so uh, I think it just depends on. Um, I think it sort of depends on where you're at, a personal conviction. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of it we should be very, very careful with, though, no doubt. Yeah, I was just saying what your opinion would be. I thought about going, but I looked online and the tickets were nearly three hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, so you're talking about the Eagles concert, is specifically? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, again, I, I, I think there, you know, there may be some that can go to that and uh, really enjoy it, and and it won't be a problem. I don't, I don't think the Eagles at this point in their life are. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of vile things on the stage or saying a lot, you know. But then there may be others. If that sort of takes you to back to a, a place in your life maybe where you were, you know, um, involved in a lot of bad things, and it might it might tempt you to go back into some of those patterns of life, then I think you should stay away from it. Yeah, I do too. But I was just saying what your opinion would be. Because, well, that's you know, it. I grew up, up with Eagles, you know, and it, and it wasn't necessarily just the part of the days that I used to do, you know, back then. I don't think that would be a problem with it. I just like their music, yeah. you know, and, uh, and they're all in their 70s now, so, yeah. you know, uh, it ain't really that they're out partying no more or promoting it either. Well, I think my opinion is I think it would be a personal decision. Um, you know, I, that that each person would sort of have to gauge uh, not just the Eagles but any group, you know, um, to go. Yeah, is that or, or anything you go to? Is that something I can go to? And you know, same way with going to a a, a, a college football game or something. You know, uh, especially now they got alcohol going to be served in the stadium. At, I know at Alabama games. I'm not. Sure, I don't think Auburn yet. Yeah. Um, you know that that can turn into a pretty, uh, you know. There's so anyway. There you know. There's. Um, I think um, people have to be careful. You know, there's some people that can go into a bar and they're not tempted to drink, and and then there's other people need to stay as far away from a bar as they can because it takes them to a tempting place. Yes, sir. Well, All right, James. Thank you, man. It's a good good topic. Good question. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd be careful personally just to kind of make a judgment on that. And tell people you're you know you're wrong if you do something, I, you know um, just use wisdom and use use spiritual discernment like you would on anything. And I mean, obviously there are some some things that are blatantly anti-Christian, anti-God, 
of course, you know, I, I would encourage anybody to avoid those kind of things. But then there's others that are, um, you know, I, I think uh, more, uh, I think there's some freedom there. Um, I'm, I'm careful not to be legalistic about stuff like that. All right. Hey, good, good topics. I appreciate both James. Good topics. And congratulations to Yvette on the uh, Gaither vocal band tickets. I will be at that concert. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Marketing can be overwhelming. From website changes, PPC, SEO, SEM, branding, social media, brochures, and everything in between. The marketing landscape is vast and full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team that will save you time and money, all while building a traditional and digital foundation for your business. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Hey, this is Kyle Eidelman, author of Not a Fan and Gods at War, and you are listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. A little heads up, I'm going to be out a few days next week, and I'll have some of my good friends uh, hosting in here for me. I'll tell you about that, but let me tell you, I'm going to be out of town, and I've tried to work it where I could do the show uh, where where I'm going to be, but I just wasn't able to quite feel comfortable with that, uh, with schedule-wise and things like that. Uh, but I'm going to be at a, a conference next week, and I think uh, it's going to be very valuable, I think, for the knowledge that I'm going to be able to uh, be exposed to and also the, uh, the the people I'm going to be with and be able to meet. Um, I, I think it's going to pay dividends for um, for for the show, for, for the ministry, for, for our ALCAP, our, our, our ministry here in the state, the Alabama Citizens Action Program. So I hope you guys will uh, be okay with that. Um, probably be better with it uh, than me being here because uh, Monday and Tuesday, the always popular Tommy Littleton's going to be here filling in. He's filled in, um, oh, goodness, probably a dozen or more times over the years, probably probably closer to two dozen times over the years 
for me and does a great job. And let me just tell you, Tommy is one of the smartest, uh, most up-to-date guys on what's happening from a spiritual perspective in our in our land. Uh, than anyone. He, he's the guy that I call off the air and go, hey, tell me about this. So he's a, he's a great mentor of mine and uh, does a great job when he's on air, always has a, a, a good guest or two to to bring in that people that I don't know or don't bring in. So uh, Tommy will be here Monday and Tuesday, and I, I'll just tell you, it's, he always goes over, very popular when he's here. So don't let that discourage you from listening. Wednesday, uh, my good friend... And the recently, I guess, sort of, sort of retired. I think he still maybe is going to do some things, but I think he's kind of uh, not not going to be as uh, as tied down. My good friend Ray Mellick will be here. Of course, Ray's a wonderful Christian man, uh, known for his years of uh, riding uh, sports here in the state of Alabama. He was just uh, inducted to the uh, oh, I forget what it was um, the legends sports writers or something named a legend i think it maybe the sports hall of fame did that uh, he was with me recently he was one of the part of the um one of the mcs or i guess the uh, the questioners at the debate for secretary of state and state auditor when i i broadcasted live out at gardendale civic center uh, he was at that event and sat in with me for a few minutes and, but I've known Ray for a long time. Of course, he did uh, sports radio uh, in Alabama as well, TV. Uh, I mean, the guy's just a legend. Uh, he, uh, from, from, from journalism um, and radio, television, he's, he's kind of done it all. He's a wonderful Christian man. Just recently, uh, of course, take, took, took on the role of launching 1819news.com, which I believe has now become the premier uh, news source in our state that's where i go i think that's where most of you are going as well they're doing a great job they had they they were the only people that really had uh reporters every day at the state house they had or or at least they had multiple reporters let me say that every day covering the the going zone of our state legislature covering it closely and ray was there a lot along with a couple of other reporters. I mean, they made a big commitment to, to being Alabama's really, really premier news source. And so Ray uh, took that on about a year ago, has built it. It is just killing it. 1819 News doing great work, and he has now handed that off and it has done his part. And you'll get to hear from him Wednesday, next Wednesday. So we hope you won't miss that. And then Paul Brazier will be here Thursday, and I could be back in with Paul as well on Thursday. I, I, it's just according to my flights how they all work out. So uh, anyway, it'll be a great week of shows. I'll be in. I'll be here next Friday. I'll be you know back, but I am going to be out a couple of days next week. And uh, you guys pray for us as we're headed off to a really, I think, a really good opportunity uh, for us to bring some, some, some good, um, some, some good stuff back to Alabama. That's about all I can say about it. Uh, it's not something that we can talk about a lot, um, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, all right, let me take a break. I'll come back. It's uh, bottom of the hour. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. A.J. Rice joins us next hour. His book, The Woking Dead. Wow, has he done a number? You don't want to miss that one hour from now. Stay with us. 
And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... It is Priority Talk. We are live here on Friday, 205-941-1011. If you want to just get something out there, bring a topic, an opinion, a question to the table. Had two of those last segment. We'll take them. Uh, It's Friday. It's loose. We can do that. Give us a call, 205-941-1011. Let's talk about marketing for a moment if you're a business owner you know how important that is you got to get yourself out there your service your product your name you got to do it you got to have a website that's uh, up to date and current it's a good church as well um, but man there's so much to keep up with the ppc the seo the sem uh, your, your branding your social media printed materials uh, everything you need, podcast. I mean, all this kind of stuff is all out there. I mean, it is a, uh, a a very wide road, and it's hard to navigate it all. And what most people do is they wind up trying to piece together a marketing plan, a little here, a little there, and you're missing that, missing this, missing that, don't have anybody to do that, can't afford this. And it's just sort of random. Well, I want to encourage you to start marketing with a purpose. That's right, a purpose. And let Dot Edison Marketing be your full-service marketing partner. Uh, these folks are good. They know what they're doing. It's one-stop shopping. Uh, they become your outsourced marketing team that save you time and money. They bundle up all the traditional and digital uh, marketing foundation for your business. They bundle it up. I mean, for a fraction of a cost, and I mean a small fraction, uh, you, you basically add a... Uh, a marketing team, a marketing team of experts to your organization to help you be more effective in getting the word out, whether it's a business, a service, or whatever it may be, uh, the good news that you've got. Call them at 205-332-3278 or visit their website at dotedison.com, D-O-T dot Edison dot com. Good people doing good work and they're experts at what they do it's a team of people and they've all got their expertise and uh, you bring them on your team and you will not regret it you'll be marketing with a purpose call them at 205-332-3728.edison.com we're glad to have them here as sponsors with priority talk radio that tells you a lot about them right there when they're willing to partner with me good people Okay, y'all bring something to the table, 205-941-1011. Here's what I'm going to bring. There's two people out here who apparently, well, maybe one thinks they can, maybe one thinks they can't. But I think we're starting to see some people emerge to be candidates for president on the Republican side. Of course Donald Trump is running. There's no doubt about that. There has been no doubt. You guys have heard me say that now for quite a while. People are like, is he going to run? And I always say, he's already running. He's been running ever since Biden took the oath of office. Okay? <laughs> he's holding rallies. He's, I mean, he's running. Now, the recent raid, that certainly, I'm sure, uh, uh, inflamed his passion even more. And now Liz Cheney, 
I guess you could call it as threatening to run. Um, someone who uh, just lost their home state primary by 40%. I mean, a shellacking. I, I didn't know a, an incumbent could lose by 40 points. Not four. 40. Four zero. And thinks, uh, yeah, that, that was so good. Let me take this to the whole country. She has um, compared herself now to Abraham Lincoln and has become uh, a tool of the left, quite honestly, is what she's become. Now, I've never been a Liz Cheney fan to begin with. Never was much of a fan of her father. Uh, although, I got to say, I, 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 did, I did like George W. back in the day. I think looking back on it, the guy made a lot of mistakes for whatever reason. I think, And I think some of the mistakes that, that W made, I think, were highly influenced by Cheney. What do you guys think? I just never, never liked that guy. Look, anytime you bring somebody on to help you pick a vice president, you know, to run with you, I mean, that, that's what happened. Uh, Cheney was a friend of George W.'s uh, father. George H. He had served in his administration. And uh, George W. said, uh, hey, I need you to help me vet out some candidates to run with me as vice president. And the next thing you know, Dick Cheney's running as vice president. <laughs> I mean, I ought to tell you something right there. So I just never really liked, I never liked that guy. He had no enthusiasm whatsoever. I mean, he's as boring as watching paint dry and his daughter's the same way. So uh, she's probably going to run for president as a Republican after getting shellacked by 40 points in the Wyoming primary. You know, I'd like to think surely she knows she has no chance. Maybe there's some part of her that thinks that her cause of, um, of uh, putting a, an end to Donald Trump is so righteous that other people are eventually going to realize it. But she's been hanging out, I think, with the left and the Democrats so much now that she's sort of bought in or, or sold out or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I think she has, um, not that she was ever, a, I don't think, a super conservative, but I think now uh, she she's a tool being used by the left. And it's funny to watch the, the left love the Cheneys now because of her involvement with the January 6th committee and all that. They love the Cheneys. Well, they used to hate Dick Cheney. I mean, he was mortal enemy. Now they love him. And they'll love him until... And they'll love her until they're done with her. But apparently she's going to try to mount a run. She will fail miserably. And then here's the fear that she will then mount a, a campaign as an independent candidate for president a la Ross Perot and pick off enough votes from Trump to uh, to sway the election. I think that would be her end game. I mean, I, I don't are there are there any Trump voter Republican voters who would vote for her? I I guess I guess there's a, a few, but but look, in some of these states it doesn't take but a few. So I think that's that's her end game is to uh, get on the debate stage with him, try to deal him some fits, 
and that will be entertaining, you got to admit. If, if she's on the debate stage in a couple of years with, with Trump, that will be entertaining. And then run as an independent. And she, she look, she's got access to the money to do it. You know, her father made all his money off these defense contracts. They've leached off the government forever. He, he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire uh, off the government. She's got her daddy's money. And she's got the money to, to mount it up. And, you know, he, her dad's got the contacts, you know, to get the money to get on all the ballots. So I think that would be the, uh, the end game for her. Can she uh, cause Trump trouble? And can she pull off a few votes as an independent? Just maybe enough to cost Trump a, a, a state or two here or there and swing the election. So that's one. Maybe deep down inside, there's some, maybe she has some thought that she has a chance of being president. You know, maybe she sees herself in the white, you know, I don't know. She's foolish if she does. Another one who seems to be ramping it up out there. He's been in New Hampshire this week. Why else would he be in New Hampshire if he's not running for president or, or testing the waters out? Former Vice President Mike Pence. Does Mike Pence have any chance to be president? My answer, no. No. Look, pretty good guy. I think he's genuinely a, a really good Christian man. I do. I do. You know, he folded to the LGBT crowd, though, in Indiana. I, I'll never forget that. Absolutely collapsed back when he was governor. Uh, I think he's a good man. I, I've got nothing against him, I guess. You know, some people don't like him because of, you know, he didn't uh, overturn the election or whatever, if he could have. But uh, if he thinks he's going to challenge... Donald Trump for the uh, presidency uh, he is sadly mistaken again you're talking about a guy who has really uh, no personality uh, he, he he's not a good speech giver and that's what you got to be uh, he's that typical politician speech giver where he sort of got the answers it's all rehearsed and he can just rattle it off and that's what people are done with that's why Donald Trump became so popular. At least Republicans are, are done with it. You know, he has said that he would testify if he was called before the January 6th commission. Um, so it, it would be entertaining, though. Let's say if it's – I don't think DeSantis will run if Trump runs. I, that's just my opinion. I don't know anything. I, just my opinion. But just think if you had a debate stage with Donald Trump, Liz Cheney, and Mike Pence. Wow. That, that would be fun to watch. Okay, 205-941-1011. little national politics there, just something that's out there. Hey, Ken, what's up? Hey there. I, I think DeSantis will run. If Trump uh, runs, you think he will? If I, I think he will. Um, yeah, well. The only way Pence could get back is if if he is he, – he would make another good vice president. And, you, you know, with, with Trump, I mean, Trump, Trump did a lot of good. You know, everybody knew – they were going up against the swamp. You know, Jeff Sessions, he was in fear for his family that if he did something, that the Clintons were going to come after somebody. 
Yeah. And it's that swamp is just so big, you know. It's just uh, there was a, a good fight against it, you know. And I would love to see him get back in office and go further with it. Well, I think I think um, Pence would have been a good candidate pre Donald Trump, but yeah. since Donald Trump, no, I, I I think it just outdated him and all the others, Jeb Bush, all of them. They just all uh, look look like a. You know, look like your typical politician, and that's what people were fed up with, and that's just the way they come across. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have no doubt that he probably thinks and believes the right things for the most part, but he has, he has no chance uh, against DeSantis or Trump. They're, they've just got more, um, more personality and uh, more charisma, more attractability than he does, and of course, you've got the people that hate Pence because of uh, they, they saw it as his betrayal of Trump. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he doesn't get on stage with Trump because it would not be pretty at all. Well, it may it not be pretty, be but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> it, it would be very entertaining. <laughs> like Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney, I think Ross Perot stood a, a much better, twice as good a chance of getting in the office. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Ross Perot was a legitimate candidate. He, he was, he But was. he did put Bill Clinton in office. There's no doubt about that. He, he did. He did. He swayed the, He got that little bit away from I don't know. I don't know that that was his goal. I think his goal was to be president, but uh, but the end result was was two terms of Bill Clinton. He sure was fiery though, wasn't he? Yeah. No. Look, he was good. <laughs> he was. And hey, look, uh, if he had been president, I don't think it would have been a disaster at all. I, I think the guy was was legit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Business minded. Yeah. He, hey. he was kind of like a Lou Holtz. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Very very good analogy. Yeah. Hey. Good to hear from you, Ken. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, 205-941-1011. You don't have to talk about that. We can, if you got something else on your mind, it's a Friday. That means we'll do it. We'll talk about whatever. All right, let's take this break, and we'll come right back on the other side. Priority Talk. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191. Or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number one, PointUSA.com. One Point USA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey, this is Jeff Kemp, author of Facing the Blitz. And you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk.
Is Mike Pence the man you want in the White House? I think he has no chance, but but he, he was vice president, so you have to take him as a serious candidate. Is he the guy you want in the White House to clean up this mess that's uh, been put in place by the people that surround Biden? I, I don't even blame Biden. He doesn't even know what's going on. Did you see when he signed the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act? He, I mean, his his eyes, it's empty. It there's not much going on there, folks. It's sad. It really is. I feel sorry for the guy. But is is Mike Pence the guy you think can come in there and clean this up? I mean, the swamp has gotten even deeper than it was in 2016. I mean, hey, look at it. They're about to pay eight, hire 87,000 more IRS agents. And you know by the people that are hiring them, the kind of, the kind of um, philosophical leanings those agents are going to have, they're not going to be hiring uh, me to come be one of their agents. Uh, they're going to be hiring left-leaning, uh, hard leftist even, to be those IRS agents because they're going to have to be motivated to come after us. Uh, the uh, the normal, everyday, conservative, dare I say Christian, working people, even the blue collars, that's who they're coming after. You think Pence can clean up a mess like this? I don't think so. I think Mike Pence is um, a typical old-school politician. He would nod and go along with uh, the, the status quo. He might say some tough things, but when it come right down to it, would he go to the wall to protect you and me from what's from, from what's coming because just because you get a new president doesn't mean those 87,000 agents change they don't, they don't that's not going to change it, it, it would take the it would take lifetimes to turn over those 87,000 agents into uh, fair-minded um, people it's not going to happen they're going to hire an army of leftists with accounting degrees to come after us that have come through public school, public college, and bought into the uh, left agenda. And so, uh, so here we are. And look, none of us got any problem paying to Caesar what Caesar's. That's 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 what's required of us. No no problem there. But um, when you start having to pay more than is Caesar's, that's the problem. And and the issue is, we had a discussion like the, about this last night with someone, a listener. Uh, the problem is that uh, they're not only going to come after what you owe, they're going to say you owe more than you owe, and how are you going to fight it? You're just going to have to say, yeah, I just pay it. Because to hire accountants and attorneys will cost more than what they're trying to get out of us. In other words, if they, if they know 
it's going to cost you a hundred dollars to uh to stand up to the claims that they're making about your taxes then they're going to say hey you owe us ninety dollars and what are you going to do you're going to pay the 90 that that's the game that's how it's played so uh again i said this the other day i think it used to be sort of a used to be a shame on someone if they got hit by the rs and got you know had to pay more you know got in trouble with the irs you thought oh man they either were really dumb or kind of dishonest and that's not going to be the case any longer now it's just going to be a uh, like a a random um chance of are they going to get you or get the guy next to you because they're going to squeeze more out of you they're going to squeeze all they can out of you whether it's right or not and this has been happening for a long time i mean you you go back you can go all the way back at least to the roman empire probably before that and that's what that's what happened then and is mike pence is he the guy that's going to go in there and flip this upside down and turn it over and clean it up no he's a nice guy um he would he would say uh well give to caesar what caesar's that's what we should do that's the nice thing to do and again i'm I'm certainly not contradicting the words of jesus that's fine but jesus didn't say give more to caesar than's due to caesar so uh mike pence no chance whatsoever uh i I guess my my long short long and short on this is I don't know that a nice guy like Mike Pence is ever in the foreseeable future or like George W. Bush is ever going to be a real viable candidate for president. It's it's just the game has changed. And, and that's not a good thing. I'm, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it may be a necessary thing. Uh, you know, kind of guy like a, a George W., just good old boy, nice, you know, uh, you know, um, say all the right things, smile, go along to get along. Can a guy like that? I don't think so. I think now the uh, uh, the sides are so polarized that each side wants a uh, – they, they either need a puppet or they need a, a ravenous uh, animal political leader. And I think they would prefer the latter. But right now they have a puppet because they didn't have the latter to run. And uh, they went with the puppet who was controlled by the animals, the political animals. Okay, uh, we'll let it go there. We'll come back after the top of the hour. We'll begin a brand new one, 205-941-1011. A.J. Rice is going to join us at 5.30. His book, The Woking Dead. I was going to show it for you, those of you watching on Facebook. There it is. The Woking Dead. How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. And that may not just be everything you think it is when you hear that. Uh, This is a really really insightful, well-written... funny 
snarky kind of uh, kind of take on culture and government and where we are right now in this country. Uh, it's not a Bible study book, but it's uh, it's it's insightful though. If you've got spiritual wisdom, uh, you'll be able to put it right into this. We'll be back. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio with Greg Davis. Priority Talk. And we're back in for this second hour here on Friday. And we can take your phone calls here for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. 24 minutes, actually, 205-941-1011. Then we're going to visit with A.J. Rice to finish out the program today. And uh, really going to have a great conversation with him, no doubt about it. The Woking Dead, the name of his new book. We want you to uh, stay tuned for that, certainly. He's uh, done a lot of important work over the years, um, behind the scenes much of it. Uh, We'll talk more about that as the hour develops. Uh, a couple of other uh, stories. I, I just kind of did some presidential stuff there. Let's uh, talk a minute about a few things here in Alabama. Uh, they've been out there this week. You know, I, I don't always feel the need to have to be first to something. I like to let things sort of settle a minute or two and then then sort of maybe uh, comment on them. And uh, Roy Moore, Judge Moore, back in the news. Of course, uh, Judge Moore's been on this program mm, several times over the years and for different reasons and different capacities. Some of them when he's running for office, sometimes uh, when he had something else he was uh, working on or standing for. And uh, I always uh, like Judge Moore. <clears throat> he's always treated me well. I first met him. I'm not friends with him by any means, okay? But I first met him... In about 96 or 7, probably, when he was still a judge up at Etowah, and he first had the the Ten Commandments situation going on. And so uh, since that time, I've uh, crossed paths with him, you know, here and there, had him on the show here and there. So um, uh, he, he might know my name and know who I am if you brought it up, Pro- probably, have some, but we're not friends by any means. Well, we all remember the uh, the Senate race a couple of years ago, and you've seen this in the news already this week, I know. Uh, it's, it's even got a national news coverage. Uh, back in 17, that special election for that Senate seat, and, of course, um, all the accusations that were made against Judge Moore to, uh, to ruin him and, uh, and cost him that Senate seat, and it did. And, of course, that led to Doug Jones being elected, Well, Judge Moore has been involved in several different lawsuits over all of that. 
couple of them uh, didn't land well for him. Uh, just weren't the right kind of setup for, for that. But this latest one was a good setup. And he has uh, been awarded by the, uh, uh, by the courts $8.2 million in damages. And I'm assuming he'll be able to collect on that, I hope. Uh, this um, this pack made what was is now called false and defamatory statements against Moore. Remember, they ran those ads. I think it was under, was it like under the Highway 31 was like the name or something. They were running a lot of social media ads, you remember? And they were really... <clears throat> um, leading out the charge on uh, not only the high-level accusations that were made against him by um, by some of those ladies, um, but, you know, the things about the mall, you remember uh, that he had been banned from the mall. Well, in, in reality, the person who owned the mall came out and said, no, that never happened, <laughs> you know. Uh, so these things were false. They were defamatory. There was no basis for them. And so he has now been awarded $8.2 million. And, you know, this come from a PAC, which I would assume um, has money to pay. I, that's one thing I haven't heard anybody really clarify is can he collect on these? You know, sometimes damages are awarded, but you, you have a hard time collecting. And so I just don't know if he's – I hope he collects on these. You know, I'm sure he would love to have his uh, reputation back, but he'll never, he won't ever get that back. You know, it's uh, like the old uh, feather pillow. You, you take it and you shake it and all the feathers fly out and you can never get them all back, right? And I think that's the situation here. He's laid pretty low last couple of years while all this was going on. Um, he should have been serving in, in the U.S. Senate and still almost won. I mean, what, more won by what was it? I think he got maybe, what was it, 53, maybe 54%. I mean, when you consider everything that was put out on, on more, everything that went into ruining him. I mean, I, I mean, we were covering this day to day uh, back in 17. It was a, a crazy time. Remember the whole yearbook and all that stuff, man? I mean, it was it, it was something else. The question I, I have, and I wonder what you guys think, and I, I, I don't think we know, who was this Highway 31 pack? Who was it? Uh, they say it was a small thing, a small pack. It, apparently, apparently just a few people decided they were going to put a lot of money into ruining him. And what was their motivation? Were these people uh, like Doug Jones, were they Democrats? Let me say it this way. Were they Democrats or who were for Doug Jones or were they Republicans who were against Roy Moore? <clears throat> In other words, did Republicans by de facto elect Doug Jones because they didn't like Roy Moore. 
you know, you got to remember this is uh, kind of right after Trump. You've got, um, you know, Trump was shaking it up, exposing, cleaning up, draining, whatever you want to call it now in, in D.C. And then here comes Roy Moore, who, who'd been doing that for years, the ultimate truth teller. Uh, and, and does not compromise. I mean, to the extent that he was gave up his job as, as Supreme Court justice here in Alabama, gave up his retirement, his pension, everything over his beliefs. The guy does not compromise. And maybe people do know who who this was. Uh, I I don't know. I've ne- I've not seen names linked to it. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, if we know exactly who they were, what else did they support, you know, what was their agenda. And so, you know, the the biggest loss in this whole thing was not that Roy Moore didn't become a senator, okay, because he should have been a senator. And he should still be there representing Alabama, I mean, quite honestly. Uh, I guess now we have Tommy Tuberville instead. It should be Roy Moore. He should, he would still be there. I have no doubt he would still be there. Um, the biggest thing out of this is is just that a good person like Moore, whether you agree with everything about him, okay, it's like Pence. He's a good guy, okay? He's a Christian man. He stands for what he believes. Whether I agree with him or not on everything doesn't really matter. But what it, what it says is that someone... <clears throat> like this, if you want to run for office and you're gonna and you're gonna be a truth telling, shake it up, uh, uh, not gonna go along to get along and just keep the whole uh, money train process uh, running in politics and particularly in D.C. It says we will go to we will stop at nothing. To destroy you. And that is the real shame of it. And that discourages others from getting into such uh, uh, political uh, worlds. When you look and go, man, look what they did to that man. I mean, he had a, a, a irreproachable character up until then you may not like you may not have liked everything he did or liked the way he did it okay I know not everybody fawns over themselves over Judge Moore but but you had to respect the guy um, for having a backbone and for standing for something and 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 and, and immeasurably intelligent look I've, I've carried on conversations with him on and off the air, smart, smart, smart person who had character that was unquestioned. And when someone like that absolutely gets trucked by some pack, look, $8 million is nothing to these people to keep the person out of office that they uh, that they don't like nothing eight million is a drop in the bucket 
And so if it kept Judge Moore from being in the Senate and him uh, going in a wrong or in, a, in a direction they didn't agree with, or if it kept them him them from being exposed over something. Um, but the question is, you know, was it McConnell and was it the Republicans who said, we can't have that guy coming up here? We'd rather have Doug Jones. Because there's a lot of people in the know who feel like that is the case. So I hope Judge Moore is able to collect on this $8.1 million. I'm, I'm not smart enough to know how that works. If any of you... Uh, <clears throat> feel like you, you you have a little bit more knowledge on that maybe than I do. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody um, specifically about that, so I'm not sure. But good for him for going to court, getting his day, getting his day, getting his getting his due. Hope he gets his money. He could do a lot of good things with that money. Uh, I mean, not only for him himself and his family, but uh, Judge Moore is the kind of guy who who would take that kind of money and use it for a lot of good causes. And uh, I'm I'm happy for him that he he got a jury verdict and got you know vindicated over this that the that that stuff that was uh, put out there against him wasn't true. I I have never talked to one person who knows him, and and I know people who know him well, very well. I've never had a one of them ever kind of raise an eyebrow and go, well, maybe, never. Everyone who knows him, works with him, been around him, has known him for decades up in Etowah County in that area, DeKalb County, all of those, everyone who knows him says there's no way any of that kind of stuff was true. So um, I sort of roll in that direction. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, let's get Mike. He just called. Mike from Gunnersville is with us, wants to talk about this, and then we'll take a break. Uh, go ahead, Mike. You're on, brother. Hey. Um, hey, Greg. Uh, uh, just, uh, well, I, uh, up front, I I don't vote in Alabama. My, uh, my uh, voting residence is in Florida. So I uh, I didn't. You know, well, Mike, didn't don't a, you know? Don't you know you can vote in two or three states now? That's pretty common. Uh, no, matter of fact, I know that it's it, it, that the Lord Jesus Christ would not allow me to do that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, and I think that really gets to the point. I I think I always did when I first heard about uh, Judge Moore uh, uh, was when he said, "Hey, we're going to put the Ten Commandments in in the courthouse." Yep. And I respect him for that because, by God, it's it is in. I believe it's in the Supreme Court, and I know it's in, in all those buildings up there. They have, you know, uh, uh, engraven scriptures, uh, uh, and so I really respected him for that. And uh, uh, the bottom line was that. Uh, uh, and he, you know, and he, he, he did, I think he did that twice, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think the bottom line was it was people who do not like God and especially do not like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, I think that was, doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat <laughs> or Libertarian or a Martian. Uh, I think that was the, the people that, uh, that did that. But I, 
you know, Jesus said, there's nothing hidden that shall not be made known. Wow, yep. Nothing. And uh, so all all this kind of stuff, it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that, uh, that uh, he's won try uh, um, I guess verdict yep. but uh, it'll be appealed you know and uh, so I'm not con- I'm not uh, confident that he'll ever see any money from that but uh, at least uh, the court agrees uh, agrees that he was uh, he was wrong so I'm, I'm glad about that yeah he's, he's got he's got a little vindication out of it and that and and, and that that counts for something yeah and I, and I appreciate his stand for. I think we need more people that'll just stand up for God's word. So, yeah, he absolutely. And he was being canceled in the late nineties, you know, with the Ten Commandments and all that. That's exactly what was going on at that point. Yep, Mike. Good call. Thank you, man. Yep. All right. Thanks, appreciate Rick. it very Bye. much. Yep. And talking about canceled, we're going to talk about much more of that type of um, conversation with. Uh, A.J. Rice coming up here just after the bottom of the hour. Okay, another local story when we come back on the other side. We'll, uh, unless you want to call, we'll move on from Judge Moore. I said what I had to say, but I've got another thing I need to make you aware of that you hear in Alabama. 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. From website changes, PPC, SEO, SEM, branding, social media, brochures, and everything in between. The marketing landscape is vast and full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team that will save you time and money, all while building a traditional and digital foundation for your business. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Greg Laurie, pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship, and you are listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis.
Okay, our final few moments before I visit with A.J. Rice. That'll be after the bottom of the hour. Hang on. Um, he's got some good stuff to share with us. And uh, talking about um, government, uh, politics, culture, faith. He really kind of intersects it all uh, into this new book that he has out, The Woking Dead. Uh, very interesting. Okay, one more topic let me hit you with here. Um, this is coming to a city near you, and it is the medical marijuana issue. It's coming. Uh, this has been uh, building since last spring of 21 when the state legislature passed this uh, quote-unquote medical marijuana bill. Um, you know, now it's the same marijuana. Marijuana is marijuana, okay? <laughs> um, no one's against uh, helping people who uh, are sick or in pain. No one's against that. It's all a, a question of how you go about doing it. And uh, this bill is uh, going to bring medical marijuana right to your town. Now, here's what I want you to know. Uh, right now, cities are getting themselves organized to apply for applications uh, to, uh, to sell medical marijuana cannabis in, in, in their city limits. Uh, part of one of the, one of the, I guess, good things, if it's a good thing, about this bill was they did say that a city would have the city council would have to opt in to sell this. You couldn't just go and open up a business that a city council would have to basically vote to say, yes, we will sell this in our city, which puts the battle in each and every city. Now, right now, there is a limited number of these, I believe. I forget the exact number um, that, that they approved uh, can, can go into city. So there's going to be sort of, a, my understanding is, sort of a mad rush to, uh, to be one of those. A uh, big article in 1819 News about Tuscaloosa uh, already uh, you know, getting, getting it together. The city council president down there, Kip Tyner, he's all for it. Doesn't see why the city of Tuscaloosa wouldn't allow it. Yeah, they want to benefit. Here's, here's it. They want to benefit from the business license, uh, the sales tax. It's money, 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 money. All right. The cities, they're, they're not really interested in the sick people. <laughs> That's not what this is about, okay? It's not. It, I think some of the legislators, it was about that to them. But to the, to the marijuana industry, this isn't about really helping sick people. This is about getting marijuana normalized and mainstreamed in our state so it can then be recreational. So uh, just know, you better, anyway, let me say this. Be talking to your city council about whether or not you're going to allow this. You need to look into it and find out. It's going to make marijuana pretty available if, uh, if you go down this path. It's coming. Just get ready for it. All right, we'll be right back. And we welcome you back in. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Whether you're listening live or later, we appreciate you very, very much. Always find the podcast, Priority Talk Radio. Very pleased to welcome in A.J. Rice. Uh, he's a, a gentleman that I've worked uh, in and around with over the years here in the business. Uh, he's the CEO of Publius PR and the author of the new book, The Woking Dead, and let me tell you, this guy's been working um, both uh, out front and to a great degree behind the scenes for a lot of years. 
and uh, you can learn more about him, The Woking Dead. And uh, AJ, it's glad to have you with us here in Alabama, man. Sitting in this studio, you've you've been here before, um, back back a few years ago. Brother Greg, it's great to be here, and it's great to talk to your amazing audience. You guys, I mean, you guys do it right down there. Very welcoming, and you love the country. Amen, amen. Yep, I remember when you were here uh, with Laura Ingram, and uh, did your shows right here in our in our studio. All right, hey, let's talk about the book. Enough about that. Let's talk about the book. Um, you're, you're basically talking about um, uh, there's there's a a group of people out there that seek to destroy the American culture. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, look, the Vogue virus. Um, the subtitle of the book is "How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture." Now we got hit with COVID. We got hit with a medical virus, and they used it. They used it to control us. They they used it to keep people out of church. They used it to um, tell you you can't go to prom or you can't go to homecoming or you can't, you know, have a wedding or, you know, you can't get on this plane. A put funeral. Put your face, yeah. inject this in your body. And it was a form of control. And while they had us locked in with the medical virus, a second virus was then pumped into us. And this isn't the first time that this type of thing has happened but the cultural virus I'm talking about is wokeism. It's kind of the, the great-grandson of the political correct movement, except it's way more nefarious now that technology controls so much of our entertainment and speech. And it comes in a lot of different forms. Cancel culture, critical race theory. It's pushed by social justice warriors that are in the media, Hollywood, people that don't like, people of faith people that don't like people that that cherish capitalism and obviously they all sort of get their power from big tech big tech decides you know who who gets heard who doesn't who gets booted off this who gets booted off that you're allowed to say this here but not there you've got people trying to regulate our pronouns the lgbtq uh mafia coming after people of faith or people of conscience so, look, I had to write something, um, and I try to cover <laughs> uh, I try to cover as much of it as I could. Um, there's ten sections to the book, and, you know, you don't have to read it cover to cover. You can jump around. Yes. Um, because each section has a bunch of vignettes that are hopefully insightful or humorous. Well, that's what I've been doing. I've been skipping around, and you got, you know, really sections, but then really short chapters in, in the section. So it is kind of a, a, a quick you can sit down and kind of pop in and out of it really quickly and uh, I appreciate that you know for people that uh, don't have a hard time paying attention but uh, yeah there's uh, sections like on Biden and Trump and China and you mentioned big tech Hollywood a lot more even uh, even people of faith uh, talk to us about Salman Rushdie well look I mean Salman Rushdie is not in the book but I mean I've met Rushdie Rushdie was this sort of public intellectual who wrote a book in the late 80s criticizing Islam and criticizing really the totalitarian regime in Iran. And they put a fatwa out on him, which is kind of like a death mark, you know, calling all soldiers of Allah, find this man and murder him. And look, it became a punchline over the years. But last week, someone showed up, someone that wasn't even born when this happened, and, and stabbed him over and over again, attacked him physically. Now, I want your audience to understand something. This was about free speech, and they attacked him because they wanted to cancel him. 
See, cancel culture and the woking dead doesn't have to just come from liberalism or radical progressives. It can come from, you know, totalitarian Islamic people as well. Understand something. The people that try to remove different faiths, like the Taliban firing missiles at uh, Buddhist statues or people burning a church down like they tried to do outside the White House in Tifa and BLM, lighting a church on fire. Yep. I mean, this goes on everywhere. People don't think about it as cancel culture, but understand that they're trying to shut down religion. They're trying to shut down speech. They're trying to shut down capitalism. See, here's the thing, Greg. You're allowed to pick on God, right, or religion, only if you pick on the right God or religion. Yeah, okay? that's right. So, you know, you're not allowed to pick on um, the Allah God, or you're done. Now to pick on the Barack Obama God, you're done. You're now to pick on the Marx Marxist God, or you're done. If you pick on Christianity, Judaism, if you rip capitalism, that is all on the menu for what is allowed. And if you step out, if you you know want to go to church or you have a, a, a religious opinion, you will get they were they're going to try to shut you down if you don't accept the premise of how they're going to take their uh, our culture from us. And that's what they're doing. Well, you asked the question in the book. It, it caught my eye um, there in, in, in Section 7 of the book. Does cancel culture have an expiration date? Does it? Well, I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Um, but, it, look, it, it'll be back. Or are they going to cancel, cancel each other? Is what, are they going to cancel well, each other? Cancel, yeah. I mean, look, this stuff spins up every you know, decade and a half. You've got to remember, radical authoritarian movements usually eat themselves. They start picking each other off, canceling right. each other. You know, because they're they're so crazy, they're trying to find the purest version of whatever their kooky ideology is, right? So, for example, the Me Too movement, right? They hit all the easy targets first, then they hit a bunch of innocent targets, then they started targeting each other, um, eating each other. So, you know, the Bolsheviks ate themselves, the Jacobins and the French Revolution ate themselves. So these guys will eventually eat themselves. Now, the thing that will help us get rid of it faster is if you have some honest Democrats or progressives that call this stuff out. I mean, Bill Maher who's by no means a man of faith. I think he's an atheist. Yes, yeah. He has called this stuff He out. has, yeah. And the one funny thing he always says is, I can make a million jokes about Christians, and I know, you know, the Jesuits or the Baptists, they're not going to come to my house and burn it down, jump on stage and stab me. He goes, but if I make fun of Islam, I'm done. And that's what happened to Salman Rushdie. Look, a man jumped on stage, Dave Chappelle's show, yeah. and tried to stab him. A man jumped on stage with Lee Zeldin, who's a Republican congressman running for governor of New York, with a stabbing weapon and tried to cancel him yeah. because they didn't like what he was saying about veterans affairs. So, you know, they give out Supreme Court justices' addresses. So, look, if they can't cancel you digitally, they may show up physically. Now, I know the good people of Alabama are, are locked and loaded they're not, with their Bible and, and everything else, uh, their, their Second Amendment rights, so they're not afraid, but... You know, if you're a public person, you're a radio host, if you're a writer, if you're a stand-up comic or whatever it is, you know, 
they're trying to control what you say. They're trying to they're trying to censor you. They're trying to get you to edit your language for them. And it's it, it has a chilling effect. Here's the question, and, and I've got my own opinions on this, but I'm, I'm interviewing you. So tell me why. Why is this happening? What's the motivation? Well, look, at the core of, of any one of these movements is, at least for the last hundred years, I mean, it's cultural Marxism. They don't like how the country was founded. They don't like the pillars of Judeo-Christianity, um, they don't like um, capitalism. They think the country was founded on the original sin of slavery, that this whole thing was just sort of built to fulfill the dreams of a small handful group of white, you know, heterosexual male Christians. I mean, this is, this is the kookiness that they have. So they're trying to take your culture from you every day. We get put through a dress rehearsal of this type of authoritarianism. And the question is, are we going to comply? Will we comply? Every day they take a little bite out of, out of your country, right? Some yep. days they take an inch. Some days they take a mile. Some days they raid the president's home, uh, you know, and to, to see if anybody will, will, you know, be outraged. And they, again, you know, why power? They hate the middle class. They hate people that go to church. They hate people that have made something of themselves or pulled themselves up from the bootstraps. They want to have a little tiny elite, left-wing elite, and then the rest of us basically bottom feeders so that we're all reliant on what? On them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're visiting with A.J. Rice. Uh, the name of his new book is The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. Um and the end game of this, do you, do you believe they uh, are destroying culture, as you say, um, and, and all the things that entails, from faith to uh, to capitalism, you know, all of these things, so they can, um, I, my, I contend, so they can build it back a different way. You have to just wipe it out so you can build it back a, in, in a different Absolutely. way. Is, is that what you think? Yeah, I mean, look, if you look at most authoritarian regimes, you know, that's what they do. Um, they go after the journalists. They go after, you know, the government buildings. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's a reset, right? Um, you know, there's all this talk about the Great Reset, but, you know, China was a, a fairly normal country. Then the communists took over and reset it. You know, China was the victim in World War II of the Japanese. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, cultures do reset, and they don't always reset uh, positively. Uh, um, you know, General Spaulding... Uh, Air Force General, the, the, you know, great, you know, analyst of all things China. I mean, he says, you know, China loves anything, you know, that makes America weak. And wokeness makes us weak. So I always like to think of it like wokeness is sort of this retrovirus that kind of lowers our immune system, right? Makes us weak. So something else can come along and knock us out. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're arguing yep. over pronouns. Meanwhile, if we had to fight World War Three tomorrow, we wouldn't win. No, we'd be in it's trouble. Outrageous. Yep. We would be in trouble. You're right. Uh, tell us, uh, now this is a this is a book that's, uh, I, I'm not going to it's not difficult to read because you've got it broken up, very well organized and short chapters, uh, and, and it is uh, 
uh, humorous. Uh, you got some some really neat, you know, and uh, funny stuff in here. Uh, while it's very powerful at the same time, um, what's your favorite part of the book? Which part of it did you feel the best about? Which, which section did you feel like uh, really got right where you wanted it to be? Well, there's a couple. I mean, one yeah. of the things I've been talking about is how, um, you know, what they've done to us with both the the China virus and the cultural virus, wokeism, has sort of affected how we interact with each other as humans. Um, so there's a section of the book called How I Did Not Meet Your Mother, which really gets into the fact that, you know, the Me Too movement and some of the, the, the feminist attacks on masculinity have have turned a lot of men into, you know, people that are afraid to talk to a female colleague at work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how I did not meet your mother is basically, I mean, look, a lot of people meet their wives or girlfriends at work. And, you know, if the feminists in the media basically tell women that all men are like raging, you know, toxic, masculine, you know, people that are going to come assault them, then you've got this weird thing happening, especially with young people, where they don't know how to communicate to each other because they're not. Then you hit them with you hit them with COVID and send them all home. I mean, our young people, Gen Z. I mean, I'm a millennial, but the people behind me, I mean, they're having a hard time. They're they're not going to be able to communicate with each other at all. Yeah. And uh, that was personal for me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, there's some. Uh this is a powerful book there's a lot in here uh, you definitely get your money's worth out of it i love uh you you uh, you call uh you say america gets a senior citizen sugar daddy uh referring to joe biden uh, also a funeral home president uh, kamala harris is the the mary sue vice president um, i mean so uh really creative stuff in here i love it uh aj rice and uh, of course the book uh, highly endorsed uh, right off the top uh, Laura Ingram, uh, Judge Janine, uh, Pete Hegseth, who his book is doing quite well now as well, uh, General Robert Spaulding, so um, Monica Crowley. So a uh, very highly endorsed book, uh, very credible, lots of footnotes in the back. Um, so everything you, you got in here is all footnoted, documented. Um, you did a lot of research, or, or somebody helped you do a lot of research, AJ, because I know you're a busy man. Uh, outstanding job. It's The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. A.J. Rice, and I think you got a good overview. We'll have to have you back and maybe dive into some of these a little deeper. Brother Greg, I really appreciate it. We love you, the station, and the people of Alabama. Well, thank you, man. We appreciate it. A.J. Rice, The Woking Dead, and uh, find the book. It is available now. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Anywhere books are sold. It's out. A copy and wave it around at those poll watchers in November. It's out. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry. 
your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. is dignity What color is whosoever What color is integrity And thank you for being with us and uh, hanging with us all the way here until the end of the program and uh, thanks to AJ Rice for a very interesting conversation uh, How society's vogue virus destroys our culture the Woking Dead. Um, I, I was being careful what I said. Look, this book is, it's a thick book. <laughs> I don't want to make it out. Stuart, it's a big book. Uh, can you read that? I mean, that puts you back in college, wouldn't it? Uh, just about, yeah. Uh, I got a textbook smaller than that. It, it is. It's a, I mean, there's a lot in here. But, um, but it's broken up into little short chapters, which I think is good. I mean, this is, uh, you don't have to sit down and read for 30 minutes to read one chapter. You know, you can read literally a couple of minutes on some of these. They're very short and uh, and, and very, uh, I, I, I was trying not to use too many adjectives because I've, I've learned that authors sometimes, I, I would try to use adjectives to describe their work and sometimes it can offend them. I don't think AJ would have got offended, but um, but he's got a little, it's snarky, I would say, is sort of the word, so, sort of some of the, the chapter titles and uh, what he talks about, um, uh, wimpy white men went for Biden. You know what I mean? And he talks about manhood. Um, uh, I mean, just stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, I just, uh, there, there are so many of them here. It's just even hard to pick one out. Um, uh, how many conservatives on Twitter had to go to make room for O.J. Simpson? Um, you know, things, it, fast times at Wokemont High stuff like this so it's it's really an interesting book that the chapter titles really sort of bring you in and there's a lot here to it i haven't had the book very long i haven't read i haven't read all of it I, i've been popping around in it like he said but lots of current events lots of uh, uh cultural uh, references um and kind of a snarky book a little bit um but uh, a lot in there so i, I it's a good i encourage you no this isn't a uh this isn't a bible book all right this isn't a Bible study. This is talking about American culture um, and government, and, and and he and he does talk about faith in it and, and that part of it. But this isn't a, a Bible study book by any means. Uh, so just know that going in. The Woking Dead and uh, A.J. Ross, a very creative guy. And let me tell you, this guy, A.J., I have uh, he represents a lot of authors. It just kind of give you guys a little glimpse into how this works. Um, 
there's these these PR agents out there. Okay, and that's sort of what he's doing to some degree. Uh, he he calls it Publius PR, a communications firm, and so uh, they sign up different authors to basically manage or, or personalities to manage and promote them. And so, uh, oftentimes, when a uh, when when someone has a book out, um, often it's not the publisher who promotes the book; it's a separate group, like like uh, AJ's group. And so they will uh, send us uh, information about the book, send us a copy of the book if we so desire to let us uh, preview it, and then uh, and then they'll schedule the interview with the author. And so that's how you sort of get connected to the author. Now, what I often do and I've done this with some of his people, is once I schedule through him and have them on once, then I, I sort of try to form my own relationship with, with the author uh, and, and have direct access to them. And so that's how I, oftentimes I have people own over and over and over and over again. That original uh, PR firm, they just promoted that one book. But I'll have them on over and over again because uh, I sort of try to build a, a friendship or a relationship. I just feel like that's what we ought to do is uh, is be relational in all the, in, in all that we uh, try to accomplish, and so um, so that's sort of the way it works. And I've done that with several of the people he represents, and uh, and and have enjoyed getting to know him as well. But look, this guy has worked to a great degree behind the scenes. He's never been sort of like the public figure, but um, you heard us mention at the beginning that he uh, he was he produced Laura Ingram's radio show back in the day. Did it for years. And they actually did the show. We didn't waste much time on it. They actually did the show from right here in this very room where I'm sitting right now several times. You guys may remember there was a there was a couple of years there where Laura Ingram came to Alabama several times to a, and she would attend University of Alabama football games. At some point, she decided she was an Alabama fan. And she still says that from time to time. But she really got on a kick there for a few years. I, I, I don't know if she... I don't know her whole reasoning behind that, but she came through town several times and did her show from right here in this studio, sat right in this seat where I'm at, and he was here with her. But uh, he also has promoted uh, Judge Janine, who she's been on the show with us, um, and and she's one that I I, I still will text Judge Janine from time to time. I haven't haven't had her on the show in a long time, but every now and then I'll uh, send her a message. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., Monica Crowley, Mark Meadows, Marsha Blackburn, Dan Bongino, Charles Krotheimer, God rest his soul, Steve Scalise, um, Buck Sexton, who you know is now um, with Clay Travis. They uh, they took uh, much of Rush Limbaugh's um, Showtime. Um, yeah, so many different ones. Alan Dershowitz, Peter Navarro, Pete Hegseth, Newt Gingrich, Victor Davis Hanson. He has been the guy to a great degree, that was behind these. He also went over and worked with uh, with Glenn Beck uh, and helped them to launch the Blaze Network. And so uh, he's uh, worked in things like the Federalist Society, um, things like this, Gun Owners of America. So he's been behind a, a lot of really powerful, I guess you'd say, whether I agree with all these people about everything, that's not really the issue. He's sort of been... Um, the man behind the scenes uh, pulling a lot of the strings and making things happen. He's a mastermind. And so this book uh, really comes from a lot of the, a lot of those uh, sources. 
and uh, and knowing the kind of stuff that's been going on just because of who he who he runs with. So anyway, we enjoyed the conversation with AJ Rice. And uh, if you if you kind of like the political cultural type uh, reading, if you're looking for something like that, I think uh, you would enjoy this one. The Woking W O K I N G The Woking Dead, and it's uh, a picture of the White House uh, with a, a hand coming up in front of it, sort of like a waking dead, a walking dead, excuse me, um, type image. Am I right on that, Stuart? Is that yeah, what it yeah. is? Yeah. That, okay. That's what it looks like. Uh, how society's Vogue virus destroys our culture. Okay. Hey, I am going to be out next week, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Not going to be here. I'm at a conference um, out of state. I'm leaving on, uh, I leave Sunday. And I'll be gone for a few days. And it's just not going to work for me to try to pull the show off while I'm there. Uh, I've looked at it and tried, but just not going to work. But I think the benefits of me attending this are going to pay off from the knowledge I will gain and the people I will meet. I think it's going to pay off for the show and for our ALCAP ministry as well. And don't forget, you can always check us out at ALCAP.com, A-L-C-A-P. So... My brother, Tommy Littleton, will be here Monday and Tuesday. And you guys know Tommy's one of the smartest guys around. I'm just telling you, if you haven't heard Tommy, smart guy. He's going to be here Monday and Tuesday. He always has outstanding guests when he fills in for me. So that's going to be awesome. Okay, that's Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, my longtime friend, Mr. Ray Mellick, will be here. He's going to be sitting in. Of course, he's a radio veteran. Also a legendary sports writer and just recently left and sort of is retired out of uh, the media as uh, the editor, the first editor, the establishing editor of 1819news.com. He has put that on the map, 1819news. He did his part, got it going, and now he's sort of moving on. And he's going to be here Wednesday. So I'm talking real deal veteran. I mean, real, a real Real journalist, Ray Mellick, will be here on Wednesday. Paul Brazier will be here Thursday. It'll be Theological Thursday. And we hope everybody has a great weekend. And I'll look forward to being back with you ASAP. But you guys be with us 4 to 6, Monday through Friday, WXJC Radio. Find this show and all the others, PriorityTalkRadio.com, or look for Priority Talk Radio, the podcast. Your home.